What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to Cruiser Radio, episode 15. I am your host, Wesley Hill. And this week, we're doing something a little bit different. I get the awesome opportunity to sit down one-on-one with no other than Mr. Jacob Morton. This guy runs the Foul Mouth Podcast, and on top of that, runs Tailspin Waterfowl. This guy knows anything and everything when it comes to waterfowl and hunting public land. Let's get into it. My big deal is I always tell my girlfriend if, uh, you know, living the dream and stuff, yeah. get to do whatever I want. I said, if I own a hunting company, do the podcast, make six figures, I said, that's all I'm going to do. I yeah. was like, I, I can make more money than that in my other businesses and stuff. I was like, but I just, I was like, that's what it, yeah. I'd rather be doing that than anything else. So Yeah, it's pretty wild, dude. Honestly, like, it's just old, it's so much fun. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the thing that's wild is we've, yeah. we're on, like, episode... This will come out as episode 15. Yeah. But we've, like, I've talked to more people just since September, since we started the podcast, yeah. than I ever have before, which oh, yeah. is just strange. We, uh, the podcast we just released, I guess we put it out Sunday. Um, we had a guy that we always talk about on there, and his name's Connor Reddick, and he owns, uh, well, he's either owner or part owner in this uh, duck club in Arkansas called Wild Wings. And I was okay. talking about how I was like, we we don't know him, but you can yeah. see their Instagram and stuff. It's like, Wild Wings is the best Instagram. Yeah. You know, like, they're the best club in Arkansas and stuff. Like, hands down, best lodge. And he just reached out to us this morning. And he was like, hey, guys, you know, appreciate the shout out. Like, he wanted to do a podcast with us. Oh, and dude, stuff. that's and so, so cool, yeah. dude. Dude, it's that's like wild, that's nice. You know, it's just strange because it's like, it's almost like um, we, we talk with uh, Chad, the guy that owns Cruiser. Uh, all the time about um, what's it called, like imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. where it's just like slowly this is just continuously building. But like, yeah, we have people commenting on our podcast, which is just cool. Mm-hmm. But like, people are saying my name, and I have like no clue who they are, and <laughs> like I don't, I don't care. But it, it's just wild. Like you would yeah. never expect it. Yeah, it's like real interesting. Whenever, like, because we end up at a lot of public spots, and and guys be like. Oh, are are you like the foul mouth guys? Yeah. Like, yeah, the podcast. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, and and like, man, we listen to it the whole way here. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, like, yeah, cool. That's good to know and stuff. It's odd though. Like, people ask us like where we thought the podcast would be at, and because we started in October of 21. Okay. And yeah, I guess it's 22. Yeah, October 21 or September, somewhere around in there, and we both were like. Uh, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. And yeah. then we were talking about it the other day, and I was like, I would have never thought that we would have even made it this yeah. far. You know, it's like I'm just happy to be yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's pretty wild. The yeah. um, well, it just we've just because I'm like a content freak, and like I love looking at the analytics and everything else. I found a statistic, and uh, most podcasts. So it's actually like 98 percent of podcasts actually fail yeah. before episode eight. Oh, so I can totally you, see that. So yeah. if you make it past episode eight, you're part of the 2% of yeah. podcasts in the world. And then what's wild is if you can get past like 36 episodes, you're like 0.5%. Yeah. Which oh, is just yeah. Insur- yeah. It's just wild. We, um, uh, obviously, like I said, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And yeah. so I'll go in and like look for something specific. Like I'll type in duck hunting or whatever, and I'll scroll through Spotify and I'll find a podcast I've never seen. I'm like, oh, I should listen to this like last episode published like three years ago. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you're like, oh, dang. Like, yeah. you know, and like half of good. them are like great. Like they're yeah. good podcasts. Yeah. Dude, my favorite podcasts to listen to now are, uh, which I listen to like 
all sorts of stuff, but like I listen to Joe Rogan yeah, and everything. Yeah, of course. And I, uh, if I listen to an old one, I go back pre COVID and listen yeah. to them talk and it's a whole different world. It's yeah. so much fun. Dude, that's know? wild. I need to do that. Actually. That yeah. sounds like a good idea. You go right before COVID you go yeah. like, where they're just talking about it and yeah. you're like, Oh yeah, you don't know yet. Do yeah. you? You, know, like, <laughs> you don't know what's coming. That's so, wild. Like the kid dude. from the sixth sense, man. You yeah. Know, like he doesn't know, does he? That's wild. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, uh, we, we've got the podcast going. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell me who you are, what you do. Uh, so my name is Jake Morton. Uh, I host the Foul Mouth Podcast, which is yeah. a waterfowl podcast with uh, my co-host Denver Hall, who couldn't be here because he has a family yeah. unlike me. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've got a dog. That's about it. Yeah. And um, uh, I own a local landscaping company here in Memphis, and uh, he owns a couple businesses as well. He's in the construction cool. industry and HVAC industry. But uh, together we do the podcast, and then together with another friend of ours, we own Tailspin Waterfowl, which okay. is more or less – a media company i'd cool. say we kind cool. of like we shoot content for it and publish it i mean we just publish stuff on instagram we haven't yeah. shot anything for anyone else yet but it's kind of getting to the point where you know we're like hey do we want to move into that space do we want to start selling products we've kind of yeah. you know worked on possibly developing a few different uh just different products that other people are already making but we you know just can think we can make it better yeah. pretty much yeah hey dude that's literally like ideal product sales right there is just find something it already existing and then just make it yeah. better yeah so um yeah man honestly uh Big time uh, would describe myself as uh, hardcore public land duck hunter. Yeah, yeah. And uh, very rarely get to hunt private land. Uh, we do get invites and we, mm -hmm. we take them where we can get them. But, yeah. uh, but I mean, we turn down private invites to go hunt public because Golly. it's just more, I mean, it's fun. Dude, you know? well, I'm, my first ever public land experience for duck was this morning. Yeah. It was, it was awesome, but it, it yeah. was rough. It was rough. It, it is. I mean, it, it's, a year round, you know, we joked on our last podcast with a buddy that it, he's like, well, you know, I'm year round at my duck club, you know, putting yeah. in the effort and stuff versus, you know, like I'm year round with my boat. Like in July yeah. this year, I was underneath the deck of a boat trying to wire things up and stuff. And so I was like, well, you don't have to, you know, you're not dealing with that, you know, mechanically I'm having to deal with stuff that, that he's not having to deal with. And so Dang. it still ends up being, I mean, we break stuff all the time. Like I installed a whole new sound system in my boat this year, already destroyed. Don't, Golly, even, don't know what happened to it. Pretty <laughs> sure the amp just fried itself. And uh, so we're rolling no tunes to the duck hole this year. Dang, it's kind of sad. Yeah. Daggum. Dude, I was literally, like, I'm I'm a bit of a poser when it comes to just equipment. And mm -hmm. the, just anything I get into, I'm like, oh, I got to get the best of the best. Yeah. And uh, I started to do that for duck hunting. And then I was like, wow. Oh, I was like, yeah. I don't know if I can actually do this. <laughs> yeah, it's tough to have, uh, to be uh, at least, like, hardcore is not the word because yeah. you can be like kind of into duck hunting yeah. and, and not be able to have another hobby yeah. because it's just, everything is, is uh, if it ain't a hundred dollars, it's a thousand dollars. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I definitely, I figured that out. We went to Bass Pro and uh, I was just getting stuff. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get some decoys. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna I'm see what I can get. And uh, I ended up getting, I thought I was getting a six pack, two six packs and getting 12. And uh, I got the cheapest ones there. They were like 60 bucks. They don't look the greatest, but I was like, okay, yeah. this will get me started at least. Yeah. And uh, I still spent like 120 bucks for them. Yeah. And then I realized I got 24 instead of 12, <laughs> and I was like, sick. This is awesome. Yeah. But I, um, so we've, 
kind of changed it up, which over the years. So I started out with decoys just like that. Yeah. You know, redhead decoys. And uh, I think my dad bought them for me for Christmas when I was in high school. Yeah. And I ran those literally till the keels fell off of the bottom Dad of them. them. <laughs> and, like, I got through one that one time. I was like, why is that decoy floating away? And whenever they picked it up, I was like, oh, the keel fell off. <laughs> yeah, because the bottom's got, missing. Yeah. I was like, we've got no weight on it, no string, no nothing anymore. Yeah. And dad, so um, then I kind of moved into, like, I bought some GHG decoys. Uh-huh. And um, and I've got some dive bomb floaters yeah. and stuff. And that was kind of, like, the nicer yeah. into that. And um, as of Christmas. Christmas this year, I'll be running nothing but heyday decoys. Okay, which yeah. Is like, um, so they've uh, got lifetime. the yeah. So the, are, theirs is made out of a hydrofoam. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Supposedly, you can do whatever to it. Yeah. And, uh, Denver's got some. I've got some, and we haven't decided to shoot them yet. Okay. We really, like, we're waiting to sacrifice yeah. one and just be like, oh, we're gonna find out how good they really are. But honestly, unless they have a giant hole in them, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with them. Uh, yeah. You know, they. They may need to be repainted after three or four seasons, but I, I expect them to last me for probably four or five years. And they've got two kills on them, right? Uh, yeah, so they're – well, honestly, they're just hollow in yeah. the center. And so it's it's a double kill system. They've got weights in them, so no matter which way you throw them, they'll always right themselves over. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's pretty good design. It, it's very interesting. They can get um, – misshaped but they they tell you how to fix them if yeah. that's the case feels like it's probably just like you pop it out or something like uh, that yeah well you take a uh blow dryer and yeah and it'll just yeah it'll just go back yeah that's cool yeah that's yeah cool. they're cool you know and then you end up with all i mean it just depending on what kind of hunting you're doing duck yeah. you end up with lord knows how much stuff i mean Golly. It, i mean if you're a private land guy you pay for a lease every year you know that's however much you know your guy like me it's got a boat well boats outside by the way if you want to oh see for real yeah i'd love yeah. to see it yeah I'd I'd drive, to. driving over after this go sleep at a boat ramp and um and so yeah you just end up with with just mounds of stuff but i won't ever get rid of any of the other decoys because yeah. i'm like well if we have a you know, at least one day, maybe I'll take these decoys over here and stuff. So I've got a shed at my parents' house that's just, I just hang decoys from the rafters Golly. up there. And, uh, and I'll keep doing it until my dad tells me not to. Yeah, so. yeah. either the roof's going to cave in or they tell you to stop. Yes, it's going to be exactly. one of the two. Yeah. That's cool, dude. So how long have you been duck hunting? Uh, I, Okay, so I started hunting when I was in high school. I started okay. really I started duck hunting when I was sixteen. I started deer hunting when I was seven. Okay. And um I, we've got family land. My dad still deer hunts. He's a big deer hunter and my uncle's a big deer hunter. I've hunted with them for years. And when I was like eighteen, I think I shot a nine point like at seven thirty in the morning and yeah. I was just like ruined after yeah. that. <laughs> you know, like I didn't really Yeah, it'll get you spoiled. But um I started duck hunting a whole lot more in college. And uh, uh, got in with some friends, had leases and stuff, you know, starting up walking in a lot more at a lot of places. And then uh, right before COVID, I guess, I ended up buying a boat. And so uh, since then, I've hunted at least... 30 days every year. I hunted 30 days that year. Last year, I think I hunted 40, 42, something like that. This year, I'll hunt close to 40 maybe 45 yeah we've got we've got two friends at home and uh literally when uh when season starts for deer that's what they focus on but the moment duck season starts that's all they do yeah and um they they've got like a couple not a couple they actually have a lot of permission ponds in our area Mm -hmm. and uh every night he'll go out during season and he'll just check all the ponds, see which one's filling up. Yeah. And then the next morning, he's in that pond. And he yeah. does that for every single day. 
Yeah, it's, it's I mean, wild. Duck hunting's a, a rough existence, sixty yeah. days out of the year. Which some places the season's even longer. But we, I mean, we just go hard and go hard and go hard. Like last weekend, I, I was driving home Sunday and I was just dying. I could not wait to be yeah. home, and uh, because I'd slept too long on. Uh, Thursday night and then got up and and drove over to Arkansas and stuff and then I didn't sleep very well Friday night in my truck usually you yeah. sleep best in your truck whenever yeah. you've uh you know been didn't sleep well the night before and then uh we hung out with some private land guys and ended up staying up to like 11 or something well none of them were getting up till five and we were getting up at 245 and so I you know, sleep for a few hours and get up and and uh go run to a hole and, and just hope for the best. <laughs> Dude, that's wild, man. You know, and the, the thing that's really cool, like, especially, like, what I've noticed so far in duck hunting, which I don't have a lot of experiences, but, like, the major difference between private or, like, a, a guided service or mm -hmm. whatever that is compared to public, like, for me, like, if I go hunt public in Tennessee anywhere, like, for deer – you know, I'm getting up at 4 a.m. Yeah. Like, it's not too wild. But you guys, like, not just you, but I've heard other people, like, 2.30, 3 a.m., oh, first time, one yeah. at the dock, like, first one to put their boat in and get yeah. the spot. Like, there's so much dedication involved. So when's this podcast going to come out? Probably next week or two Okay, so it'll, be, so it'll be after Christmas. Yeah. So um, it's pre-Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. a couple days. Um, on Christmas Day, I'll finish Christmas with my girlfriend's family probably around 3 o'clock. And mm -hmm. as soon as we're done, I'm getting in the truck, driving to Arkansas, and sleeping at Boat Ramp for two days. Golly, and, dude. Uh, because that, that's how you get the number one spot in line. That's yeah. how, and which, which just because you get the number one spot in line doesn't mean that you're going to get the number one hole in there. And even if you get the number one hole in there, you know, it, it completely is based upon skill at that point. You know, yeah. like like the ducks don't want to die yeah, in there. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like that's the misconception a lot of guys run to hunting publicly. It's like, oh, man, you know, if we get in there and we get that hole, the ducks are just going to die at treetop level and just land in the water. You know, yeah. they'll die as soon as they come in here. And that's not the case. You know, you have to coax them down there. And uh, if you're not running the right decoy setup, which we've done before, you know, all the ducks could come in there and end up on the other side of the hole and you kill none of them. Yeah. You know, uh, there's plenty of factors like that that play into it and stuff. But, yeah. yeah. It's wild, man. Like, it's really cool just to uh, – like listen to other people's experiences. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just trying to learn it now and figure it out. And uh, it just making dirt, uh, ducks work is just yeah. the wildest thing. Like trying to get them oh, to yeah. come down to your decoys. Yeah. Like at first when we were when we were at Real Foot and like it was an awesome experience mm -hmm. for especially for like a first time because oh, yeah. we just had a lot of action. And plus, it's a cool like experience. I'm sure y'all were in a big blind. They cooked yeah. y'all breakfast oh, and yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a total experience. Yeah, and it's it's cool, but it's like I think part of that slightly spoiled me. Oh yeah, because it's yeah, like it oh will. you know it's like I don't know if I want to get up at. <laughs> Because we were getting up at like, you know, 4.30, 5 o'clock, getting to yeah. the, do the boat dock by 6, in yeah. the blind. Literally, first thing you do, pull out your shotguns, look over, and then it's light. Yeah. And they're already inside cooking breakfast for you and everything else, which yeah. is just wild. But it, it's just, it's really interesting how much different duck cutting is compared to just deer hunting. Yeah. Uh, and it's yeah. like, when I've, I've had this like thought in my head of like deer hunting, I mean, duck hunting is going to be like, you go in, you're going to shoot them. You know, yeah. and that is not the case at all. Yeah. And there's just, I, I, I want to say this, a lot of our fans are probably going to hate this, but I'm going to say it. I feel like there's more work involved for duck hunting than there is for deer hunting. Man, if you are hunting a specific deer, 
right? There's yeah. there's a lot of work involved in that. I won't. I, it's hard. It, it's completely tough, just depending on what you're doing, really right. more than right. anything. But with duck hunting, I mean, you know, you can get out there and and not shoot anything a whole lot. And yeah. I got a guy tell me the other day. Um, and he's in high school and he's like, man, when I get to be your age, I want to do exactly what you do. I want to yeah. go hunt all the time and, uh, and stuff. And, and he's like, how, how do I kill that many ducks is yeah. what he asked me. Yeah. And I said, well, uh, you just get your teeth kicked in for like three years yeah. and yeah. you'll be fine. You know, you'll yeah. figure it all out because it's all about trial and error yeah. because especially all these these uh, public land places, you know, you're allowed to go in at four o'clock at almost all of them, but you can't go in before that. And most of them, you have to be off by noon. And yeah. so like guys like us, you know, we, we sit, you know, we can go out there and uh, hunt in the morning and bang out a two man limit, three man limit. We'll probably still sit in our hole until noon because we're keeping other guys from coming in there. Yeah. You know, like, like yeah. you don't want other guys to come in and scout your spot because you want to go back and get that spot the next day. So yeah. it's tough. Everything becomes trial and error at that point if you're going to an area that you've never been to before because everything, you know, you don't know where anything is. Yeah. You don't know what the water levels are like. And so you have to go in and find the ducks and, and kind of work your way around all that. And so, I mean, it's tough to, to figure it out versus, you know, deer hunting, you can go in and scout a property, you know, yeah. like days before you can go walk around. Like, yeah, you may walk up on some guys that are hunting, like you, yeah. which you don't really want to do, but like you have the option to do stuff like that. Yeah. Like duck season. Yeah. You know, you can't go rolling your boat through somebody's spread without, yeah. you know, coming back to the boat ramp, your tires may be slashed yeah, you know, or real. something. And, uh, which I've never had a bad interaction like that, but you know, we, we've we, definitely heard it just yeah, in the course out, of like three weeks. It's wild. Oh yeah. Everybody taught. Well, Everybody talks about hunting public land and being scared of, you know, like either the locals or mm -hmm. or just other guys. They're like, man, I, I've people tell me all the time, like, I don't want to hunt public land. I don't want to get a fight with anyone. Like, yeah. Well, I've been hunting it for years and I've never even seen anybody fight each other. Yeah. And uh, I've heard about it, but I've never actually seen it. And most of the time, you know, it's just exaggerated. Like, yeah. unfortunate reality is, is I'm dealing with a bunch of high school and college kids some, a lot yeah. of times on, yeah. on those places. And, and it's just exaggerated yeah, over it, the fact. It's, it's hunting stories is yeah, basically yes. what it is. You know, Bass Pro's yeah. got great sign that says, welcome hunters, fishermen, and other liars. Yeah. There. <laughs> and, uh, and I firmly believe that's the case most yeah. of the time with stuff like that. Dude, yeah. that's wild, man. So, like, like, let's run the scenario, which it's really not even a scenario. I don't know anything about duck hunting. Yeah. Like, someone who's just wanting to get into it, what would be, like, the first steps you would tell? Because I went on Facebook and I joined some groups. Yeah. And uh, I figured, you know, I do this with hunting and other stuff, and it works out really well. I'll see what I can, yeah. you know, people will tell me. And everything everybody told me was, like, the rudest thing ever. Yeah. People were like, we don't need no more weekend warriors and all this yeah. stuff, which, you know, I expected something to probably happen, <laughs> like a couple comments, but yeah. no comments were like, hey, try this or do this. Yeah. This is this is good advice for someone getting into it. So, um, first off, Facebook is toxic. Very, I very. love getting on there though oh, I, yeah. I don't post anything but i may stir the pot a little yeah bit. You yeah know, of you kind of throw it in there yeah. in the comments and stuff just one comment and, uh, and 300 oh, comments yeah, it's yeah. like ridiculous but um number one thing jokingly and i swore to mean this jokingly but also mean it very truthfully that i tell everyone that wants to get into duck hunting is to make friends with someone that has a boat yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like because that is your uh real ticket in okay. sometimes but um no i always tell people like if you're really 
interested and curious about it um, that and you've never been duck hunting before, the best thing to do is do exactly what you did. Go on yeah. a guided hunt somewhere like Real Foot. Go to Arkansas. You know, go on the nicest guided hunt that you can afford is yeah. what I tell people. And because some people are like, hey, you know, I don't know that I want to pay $600 for, you know, two yeah. days of hunting. Like, uh, yeah, but, but you know, you couldn't pay $600 and just go hunt on your own, you yeah, know, in, yeah. in Arkansas. Like it's, I mean, you could, but you're not going to probably get much out of it. You yeah. Know, you may kill yeah. one duck or two ducks, you know? Um, but that most of the time, that's why I tell people you want to get started and, or you don't know that you're going to like it go to a God service. You know, there's plenty of reputable God services. If you get on a Facebook group like that, and you ask about a God service, people. Yeah, you know, they definitely seemed a little bit more willing to send me that than spots yeah. to go. So, yeah. oh man, uh, nobody. Which you know, we were joking before this. I was <laughs> nobody gives their spots away. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, you know, uh, people talk about e scouting all the time because it, it does. When I get on Facebook and I and I'm on like Arkansas Duck Hunters and all mm-hmm. these big groups, I'm on West Tennessee Duck Hunters too. If you're yeah. on there. And, yeah, um, that's where I mostly got all the comments. Yeah, yeah, it's toxic. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and but guys will um, post on there like, uh, "Hey man, you know, see my know there's ducks at uh, Felsenthal, or is there ducks at you know the White River, or those? I mean, those are all spots in Arkansas and stuff." Yeah. And, and of course, uh, nobody really gives them a straight answer. Every now yeah. and again, someone will. And I just I, I hate stuff like that because yeah. like the rest of us. I mean, I, I drive an F two fifty and it burns diesel like yeah. no one's business yeah. and it's like why would i you know put in all the effort and the miles just to yeah. tell you like where oh, to yeah, go by the way there's ducks here you yeah. Know? yeah and um and we've got guys like that that's the other thing if you want to get into duck hunting you got buddies that hunt mm-hmm. i'd tell them straight up like hey man i want to get into duck hunting but don't automatically assume that that gets you the in, invite yeah. yes yeah and so um like there are guys that that you know, we hunt with or have hunted with and stuff, and they just, ref- I don't want to say refuse, but they don't put in the work like yeah, like yeah. we do. You know, I'm out here sleeping in my truck. The night know, before, th- three yeah. Three nights a week, really. Yeah. And, uh, and, and driving, you know, three, 400 miles in two days just yeah. or in one day last week just to try to find birds, try to figure out where we want to go, yeah. you know, walking into this spot, walking into that spot. And, uh, and they're like, oh, so what's the plan in the morning? Like, well, what's your plan in the morning? Yeah, because <laughs> I know what I'm doing, but you're not coming with me. And, yeah. um, and that's I get what, that. There's, there's a couple guys I give passes to. Uh, like that, like Denver and I, we both go scout equally as much, but if mm-hmm. he, like, if he was going scouting today and we were going to go hunt tomorrow, we would hunt together still. He yeah. let me apart and just as I would him too, because, yeah. because we're just tight like that, but yeah, you got that core group. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're like kind of the two core guys and stuff yeah. out of the group of guys that we end up hunting with. And yeah. so we, we end up doing all the work and stuff, but yeah, you know, if you can meet a guy like me. You know, be like, man, I, I really want to get into duck hunting. That's that's great. I love it when people say that, and they're mm-hmm. like, I, like the sport needs more people. A lot of guys on on Tennessee duck hunters yeah, and stuff yeah. are probably like, we don't need any more duck hunters. Yeah. 
and everything. But like, honestly, you know, that's the only way the sport grows. And, yeah. and the yeah, only no, way that we get more land is if the sport grows. Yeah. And so, um, if you get in, you know, get in with some guys, you know, you text them during duck season, because if they're anything like me, man, we're going 90 to a million miles an hour, yeah. <laughs> like all the time. Yeah. And, um, and it, I just, I don't have time in the back of my head to think, Oh yeah. Hey, John said he wanted to get into duck hunting and I yeah. should invite him to go. But if John would text me and be like, Hey man, you know, I've been wanting to go, you know, do, do y'all have room at some point this season? Yeah. Well, odds are I'm probably going. So if yeah. you got, if you're free today come on down you yeah know, like, yeah we'll go hunt like stuff. let make sure that that person whoever you are that's wanting to get into it yeah. take the initiative yeah because i'm the same way with deer hunting if somebody says like hey i want to get into it i mean during deer season we're out in the woods almost every yeah. single day and so it's like same thing there if you approach me like i will take you but if yeah. if you don't approach me then i'm not going to put forth the effort yeah. either yeah the yeah. best thing that we always tell people too, is if you do something like that, like, it, you know, ask what you can do, you mm -hmm. know, be like, Hey man, you know, if they do say, Hey, yeah, you can go hunting. Like be like, Hey, you know, can I buy you a tank of gas? Can yeah. I, do I need to bring breakfast, you know, snacks, what, you know, what, what can I bring? Can I make coffee? Yeah. Whatever. And that's like the best way to really get in. Cause you make yourself useful first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, but you know, it's just like courteous and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, of course. And, well, that's cool, dude. So uh, going on to just with the whole idea of duck hunting and someone who's new, like as far as equipment goes, like what would you recommend? Like is there a starting gun to start <laughs> with? Like what is it? Um, uh, you can spend as much money as you want to spend. Yeah, no, I've, I've definitely noticed that. I've definitely <laughs> and, noticed uh, that. There's uh, first thing that really everyone needs, you need waders, mm -hmm. right? And, yep. uh, and you need a shotgun. That's really the two main things you can't, uh, and, and most people automatically assume that I would say you need a duck call. Yeah. Uh, that's not the truth. Plenty of guys out there that can't blow a duck call. It took me yep. years to figure, and I am not a master at blowing yeah. a duck call. In fact, it is a miracle that I can even call birds into any hole <laughs> whatsoever. And I've been blowing one since I was in high school, but, yeah. uh, yeah, I, I usually I tell guys you need a shotgun, you need waders. You know, you can buy neoprene waders. You can get Cabela Super Mag waders for like two hundred bucks, probably. Yeah. And uh, or you could buy really nice Shin or Sitka waders for you know a thousand plus dollars. Yeah. And uh, it just kind of depends on how much you want to spend. Same with shotgun. You know, you can walk in with the eight seventy. You know, do whatever you want, or you just go ahead and and, and bite the yeah. bullet, which I wish I would have, and buy a Super Black Eagle three. Yeah. And uh, and you know, just spend the eighteen nineteen hundred dollars yeah. to start yeah. out. Like you know, it's just money. Yeah, that's know? all it is. Yeah, like just, we get it back. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It, well, you know, <laughs> and um, uh, you know, stuff like that. That that's really the two main things that you need to start. It's just waders and a shotgun. And, uh, you know, you can kind of go from there and you just end up piling, piling stuff on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, from there, there, you, you'd think eventually you'd run out of things to buy. That's what my dad always says to me. <laughs> and, uh, cause I constantly have packed just show up at their house and, uh, they live in the country, you know? So I like, yeah. I like my stuff going out there. I don't like my package thieves in my neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, get it. And he's like, you'd think you'd just run out of things to purchase for duck hunting. And I'm like, no, nope, no, nope, still going. Yeah. And, uh, like I picked up a new, like sling today did i really need a new sling for my shotgun no but it's like a completely different design and style yeah and it's and better I, blah, yes. blah 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 and i get I, that oh, i give a million reasons why I yeah it. yeah that's, i do <laughs> yeah. the same thing with my wife dude yeah. like i needed this one oh, yeah. singular round that i'm never going to shoot but it's going to sit on my desk you know stuff oh, yeah. like that well that's the other thing you know you end up buying 
uh, you know, you duck hunt a lot like us. You, we buy cases of yeah. ammo, and uh, like we bought a case of ammo like a couple of weeks ago, and I'm already like, dang, like, like, is this the last box? Like, <laughs> I, like how are we already down this far into this case? And I'm like, well, I guess we just suck at shooting because yeah. we uh we haven't killed enough ducks for me to justify having been through this case <laughs> yeah, already. Yeah. So. Dude, it was funny when we were at Real Foot, uh, our guides were giving us so much crap because we yeah. just couldn't hit a bird. Yeah. And we we had enough birds coming in the first day and the second day that we could have limited out yeah. both days. And we had eight, seven or eight people in the blind. Yeah. Uh, but we only killed like, I want to say the first day was like 19 birds. Yeah. But dude, we, we would have like a group of 10 or 15 fly down in front of us. We'd only kill one or two, man. And it was just we yeah. couldn't hit a freaking bird the, to save our life. The uh, problem with big groups is is lack of communication. Everybody yeah. aims at the same bird. Yep, that's exactly and, what was happening. Uh, and the meat we were getting was just pretty much pounded. Oh, yeah. We were hunting uh, opening weekend, and we uh, had a, we have a duck camp, and we had a bunch of guys with us, and it was eight of us total. And so day one, limited out, 48 yeah. birds, eight-man limit, great day. Day two, we limited out, and we were at 48 birds, eight-man limit, just two stellar days back-to-back. Well, by the time that, like, day two, I think we limited out by, like, nine. 30 or 10 something mm-hmm. like that and but i most definitely shot my six ducks already and so i put my gun down around probably bird 35 36 yeah. or something like that and the birds were working and we had a couple guys that could call and uh, a couple guys that they, they come hunt with us but they they're not really good at calling and stuff so i just put my shotgun down and i just called you know i felt yeah. like a god it was kind of fun you know yeah and we were on bird 47, and I'm sitting down there just crack, crack, crack. And I had these two ducks coming in, and then another group joined up with them. And there's eight ducks coming in. And I was like, I, th- this is it right here, boys. And uh, they came in, cupped up, right in our spread, literally in my face. Could have reached out and grabbed the band off that man's leg himself. And <laughs> I said, y'all only kill one. And six guys shooting missed Every single bird in that group. Dude, dude, bird fly. I was like, y'all couldn't hit the broadside of a dang barn. That's yeah. ridiculous. And yeah. I, was like, I could have killed it with a slingshot. That's that's wild. And uh, and then one of my buddies ended up, you know, one circle back around and he landed and he shot him. I said, well, I don't know why you didn't do that on the first volley. Yeah. And, uh, and so it's just like, it's wild what people can and can't hit. But that's like, we were in an open spot. Man, when we hunt in the timber, and like I mean, and there are guys that are like, "Oh yeah, man, we're hunting in the timber." Like, no, you're hunting a, a bank. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. and uh, we hunt in a timber hole, you know, just just wide enough for the ducks to come down in there. And when the ducks are in there, they're in your face, and yeah. it is so. Um, it's easy, still easy to miss them, but it's hard. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, it takes know. a little bit of skill to yeah, it takes <laughs> to skill suck. to miss the duck. <laughs> yeah. at, that, at, at that like length from you, and um, you know we uh, the other day we missed some because we had gun malfunctions, and yeah. uh, both of us did, and uh, we were just hunting two people that day, and it, you know it's fun to work them around a timber hole. It's completely different yeah. than. You know, hunting an open place like real foot and stuff. You know, you kind of hammer that call a little bit, but but you don't hammer it too much and yeah. stuff because you're not really. I mean, real foot they are competing with a bunch of other blondes and stuff. But when we're hunting in the timber, man, you want those ducks to know you're down there, and you just hammer that call. I mean, I was okay. lightheaded when we left there, and you just. Rah, 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 
crack, you know, yeah. and then, uh, and then, you know, you're leaned up against a tree and you're like, they're on our backs and you're chattering the whole time. And, uh, with two of us, it is, it's like ridiculous. Like, yeah. cause you don't get any breaks. The best sweet spot in there is hunting with four guys that can call. Cause two can call for a little bit, take a break. The other two can call. Cause you're just constantly hitting the calls. Even if you don't really, you know, see ducks flying because they could be flying just on the other side of the trees and you just don't know that they're there. Yeah. And, uh, it is, uh, nothing, nothing like hunting in the timber in Arkansas. Yeah. I mean, it is the best feeling in the world to see green head cupped up, just backpedaling down into the hole. And, uh, and you're like, I fooled him, you know, yeah. I fooled that duck. That yeah. duck thinks that there are other ducks in this hole and, uh, and he's going to come down here and land and he's going to die here. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it doesn't get any better than that period. Golly dude. You know, it was cool. Cause this morning we went, um, over on the Wolf River, which was really yeah. cool. We didn't kill anything. We couldn't get anything to come close. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have one set of birds that were flying straight towards us, and there's some other guys there that, which, you know, it's public land. They have a right to hunt as well. Yeah. Blew the shotguns. They blew off. That was probably going to be our only shot to kill yeah. anything. But just in general, you know, something that I think is extremely interesting about duck hunting, especially compared to deer hunting, is just seeing the birds fly around you is just a wild scene mm-hmm. to watch. Like, I felt like more of a bird watcher today than I did a hunter. Yeah. But even then, like, I almost, like, obviously, if I've got deer around me and stuff like that, I get just as much enjoyment. And if I have a buck around me, obviously, I get a lot more yeah. personally. But there's, like, nothing like that, dude. No. Like, I don't, I was super shocked when we went to Real Foot. And even yesterday, this morning, like just the amount of just joy and fun you have just sitting there and trying to get birds to work into you is one of the coolest things. It's fun. Um, it can be frustrating sometimes, but you know, it's, it's honestly just like we, we can sit there and work a group for five minutes even and you, and then they fly off and you know, we're just like, dang, wish they had to come down here. And then you just sit there for a second. You go, man, that was fun. Yeah. Like like that was was super cool. Cause especially in the timber, like we're kicking water, you know, we're making noise. Like we want the ducks to, you know, think that there's, there's other ducks down in there. And it is, it's just pure, just organized chaos and fun all in the same and uh and even when they don't do it right you know you're just like dang like that was cool you know we had a good time doing that and stuff so that's pretty wild so it's like far as like camo goes and trying to be concealed like how much effort do you and just the people you're around put into that so to try to stay hidden so it depends um I wear brown waders. I don't wear okay. camo waders. Um, but most of the time we're hunting the timber, you know, you're up against a tree. You're putting you're you know, you're literally hiding against a yeah. tree and uh we always say if the ducks are flying over it especially the guys who aren't calling, we're like bills and bellies, which means you know, you tuck, tuck your hat in into the tree, put your hat bill in the tree and put your belly on the tree and uh and basically that duck's gonna think you're part of the tree. Yeah. And so um I do wear uh camo jackets, like I wear sitka timber and stuff. Yeah. And then, um, as far as, you know, I paint my face, typically if it's just two of us going, we'll paint our faces and, uh, I just burn a cork and, and, and rub it on me. And, um, if it's cloudy, I do that because, uh, if it's sunny, we'll hide in the shadows. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, cloudy day it's real easy for the ducks to see you. you know, okay. They don't have anything blind in them. You know, and there's no shadows to hide behind It's It's tough to kill them on a cloudy day. 
like that. Dang. Yeah, which the, when we were at Real Foot, every day we were hunting was like super cloudy. Oh, yeah. The yeah. first day was extremely foggy, yeah, which sun, honestly was cool because yeah. you would just like have a whole group of birds come out of nowhere and they're right yeah. in front of you, which is just awesome. But yeah, the sun didn't come out for like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was, it was rough. rough. Yeah. Which it was a good time. And we still had, you know, a good amount of birds killed, but it, it was just wild to see. Yeah. But, but that's interesting, dude. And something else that I've been thinking about, um, just about hunting in general is like trying to understand decoys. Like does having extremely realistic decoys make a difference? Um, yeah, I think it does. You know, we joked all the time, like, uh, Avery, uh, Superstore is in Memphis. And so mm-hmm. we, which Avery is owned by Bandit and, and they own Greenhead gear and stuff. And so, um, we go to the Superstore all the time yeah. and they ran a deal on like feeder decoys one time. Okay. And, uh, it was a feeder pack. It's like six decoys, maybe 30 or $40. And they're like good size decoys yeah. and stuff. <laughs> like we joked one time that like, uh, we're like, why do all our decoys have their heads in the water? And like one of them doesn't even have a head on it. And it's because they're all feeder decoys. Yeah. And so I think that, that those work sometimes hunting in the timber. They didn't work other places that we hunted because we, okay. we go some places that aren't the timber. And we're like, like those ducks are like, like what are those idiot ducks doing down there with their heads in the water and stuff, yeah. you know, in, in 10 feet of water. Yeah. And, um, and so like, it does make a difference as far as, you know, using the right decoys for the right situations. Mm-hmm. Number one, but, you know, having ultra-realistic-looking decoys, uh, I mean, it's a big thing. You know, those ducks look hard. When, when they come down to Arkansas, those ducks aren't stupid. Yeah. And all the dumb ducks get killed up north. Yeah. And, uh, and the ducks that are coming to Arkansas, yeah, there are some dumb ducks opening weekend. Yeah. Like, like, you're like, what was that guy thinking, you know, yeah. coming down in here? And, uh, like, but they're definitely, the ducks are, um, I don't know if you watch them on YouTube and stuff, but there's a mm-hmm. guy called Dr. Duck. Yeah. His name's yeah. Dennis Loser. And, um, and we listen to him talk all the time, met him a couple times. He's a great dude. And, uh, he says that the ducks down here are Ivy League ducks. Okay. And, uh, they're the smartest ducks in the, in the country are coming down here because they've been shot at everywhere from Canada all the way to Missouri. Yeah. And so by the time they come to us in Arkansas, they're like, they, they seen it all. They seen yeah. every decoy spread. They, they've seen everything. And so you have an ultra realistic decoys, um, you know, is important at least because just one little thing can flare those yeah. ducks off. You know, if they hear one, you know, wrong call in the group, if, yeah. if they're like, Hey, why is the calling coming from over here? But all the ducks are over there. Like, are there other ducks in these woods back behind them? So like a lot of times we'll throw decoys like, behind us just a couple of decoys so that the ducks go oh that's those are the ducks making this noise and stuff and so like there's all these little factors that play into it especially once they get down here not saying it's hard to kill ducks or it's not hard to kill ducks up north but it's pretty dang hard to kill ducks in arkansas so especially on public land dang so like as far as the ducks you guys are seeing are they mostly mallards or what does that look like we hunt in the timber uh, we'll kill almost all mallards, you definitely, you see wood ducks for mm-hmm. sure. Um, every now and again, a, a random pintail will show up, and I've heard of guys shooting a widgeon and stuff out in the woods, but uh, typically that's all that we're shooting. Whenever we're hunting more open areas and stuff, I mean, man, we've shot, this year we've shot the most variety of ducks we've ever shot. We shot canvasback, redhead, 
um shot somebody shot a ring neck it wasn't me yeah. <laughs> and uh, we shot uh wood ducks this year uh pintails teal oh the teal do like to come in the timber occasionally okay. too and then um let's see i mean we we like walk oh we shoot a decent number of gadwall depending on where we are like we walked out one day and we we're like this most mixed bag i've ever seen in my entire yeah. life and uh but the the king to me is mallard yeah Sh- shooting uh greenhead you know just a drake mallard it, it couldn't be anything better they've got the yeah. most amount of meat on them. they taste the best other than maybe teal and mm-hmm. uh wood ducks pretty good i you know i'm not a big fan of shooting wood ducks because i used to be but yeah. uh but i i wood ducks eat good they're big butterball turkey kind of duck is yeah. what they are and uh but yeah shooting mallards is it's just the peak of the peak that's most mostly what we see in the timber okay. and those are the better the birds that work the absolute best too if you okay. can get the mallards to come down in there you've you have fooled them you know yeah. you've done everything right basically daggum that's cool and as far as like uh snow geese or just geese in general do you guys see a lot in arkansas or oh yeah uh ridiculous amount <laughs> yeah i was told that in order to like hunt snow geese in general you need to purchase a small home worth of decoys and yeah pretty much yeah, yeah. like there are guys that show up with 24 foot trailers just full of decoy like enclosed trailers full of decoys. i've never been on a snow goose hunt i've wanted to go and it's just like by the time february rolls around i've hunted 40 something days yeah and you're just, just pretty much beat yeah, yeah. I'm like i don't care about anything else and yeah. I'm like i'm ready to get get back to my normal life kind of yeah. you know uh, made my girlfriend feel better about me being gone yeah, for, yeah. for you know, make up months. six months worth yeah. or three months worth of time. And then um, we shoot Canada's every now and again whenever okay. they show up. Um, you know, we shot a couple like two weekends ago. We got our teeth kicked in like the whole weekend, Damn. and uh, we just were like, we left and we were joking on the way back home. We we're like, that's the worst weekend of hunting we've ever had. Damn, <laughs> and uh, but the highlight of the whole weekend was we saw some Canada's flying about five minutes for. Uh, shooting light was going to end because we were hunting the afternoon. And uh, and I jokingly had told Denver earlier because he called it some. I said, that's the best sound in Canada call you've ever hit. And uh, we saw these three Canadas come in, and I was like, I said, why don't you call them suckers in over here, like, jokingly? And he called them, and sure enough, they turned. And then they missed us, and he called them again, and they turned back around and cupped up, like, right over top of us. And we shot a little early. We ended up knocking one down. Yeah. And uh, and I was just like, yeah, highlight of the weekend right yeah, there. Yeah, that's, yeah, cool. that's like one of the best uh, best things we could have done today. So. Yeah, I've been uh, one of the buddies that has a bunch of ponds. He's a really cool guy, but he's telling me like his favorite favorite bird to kill is geese, just because yeah. he said there's no other sound in the world oh, yeah. when you shoot one and it hits the the water, it just hits the ground. Yeah, the place where we were hunting was fairly. Uh, shallow and and that goose fell out of the sky and kicked up mud like we shot ducks there already yeah and you know they just fall in the water and you're like oh yeah that thing made a crater in the ground whenever it hit the water and it hit so hard and I was like well that was fun and uh and, you know went and picked him up and that was basically it for the <laughs> for the afternoon too so golly yeah we were when we were at Real Foot we were talking to our guide about it and one of the people that came in and was using his services and stuff shot one and it started to come down straight towards the blind. Yeah. And uh, he's like, well, I'm going to catch it. And the, the guide was like, no, he's like, he's like, bring your arm back down. He's like, move. 
And so he's like, well, he's like, I really want to catch it. And he's like, no, he's like, trust me. And so he finally moved out of the way yeah. and it hit a two by four that separates each shooting lane mm-hmm. and it broke the two by oh, four. Yeah. yeah. Cause well, they, I mean, they weigh like, you know, it just depends on how big of a goose it is. You know, it, I mean, really they can weigh anywhere from, from 12 to 20 pounds, yeah, you know, maybe insane. even heavier on some of them. And, uh, and it's just like, imagine throwing a 20 pound weight across a room, you yeah, know, yeah. And think about what that would do to drywall and yeah. then just be like, now, now think about what that would do to your ribs yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, and, uh, and just stand in front of it. So. Yeah, that's insane. Well, that's cool, man. The, um, as far as like duck hunting with, um, waders, like what would you recommend for, like a, a gram weight or a grain weight, whatever it's called, for just warmth. Man, um, I'm be honest. I don't ever look at it. I okay. Waiters. I buy waiters based on uh, preference. Okay. And so, um, uh, you know, if the boot's good, then it's good. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how I look at it. Now, if um, it, I know the quality of waiters that I'm buying, mm-hmm. so it's not something that I look at because of that. But I'm yeah. pretty sure mine are like 1600 grams or something. Okay, and uh, and so like I wouldn't. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't buy anything less than 1200. I guess yeah. if I pay if I paid attention to it, that's probably as low as I would ever go. Okay, and uh, but I wear like nice socks and stuff. And, yeah, uh, I mean, honestly, we move around so much. You know, picking up decoys and stuff like like. I don't get cold very often. Yeah. And, uh, now it is supposed to be negative 20 wind chill on Friday. So I'm yeah, expecting it's gonna to be freeze cold. to death, but, yeah. uh, you know, it'll yeah. be, uh, it'll be pretty chilly out there. And so, um, most of the time I end up wearing like Nike socks under okay. my waders and stuff. And, uh, and they typically do the job. If it's below, you know, 25, I'll usually throw on some nice wool socks and stuff. Okay. So. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Cause the, I bought some just to try to, you know, get into the hunting. Yeah. And uh, I think I, like, I thought I was buying like 800 or 1200 grain yeah. a gram. And uh, I like finally pulled the, like the, the kind of the cover where the boot mm-hmm. is up. It says 400. And I'm oh, like, yeah. oh crap. Well, so, it just, it depends like on where you're buying them from and stuff. Yeah. And so I don't ever look at, like the waders I have now are insulated, but you can zip the insulation out. The next waders I purchase won't be insulated other than okay. the boots. Okay. And so, um, you know, I'm, you know, I've been hunting long enough. I'm pretty good at insulating myself. Yeah. And so, um, you don't have to depend on waders to do it. Plus if you get them wet, you know, and you got insulation in there, it's, uh, in, if you can't zip the insulation out, they're done for, for, yeah. uh, you know, uh, days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as far as drying out goes. Yeah. So, have you had any like waders actually pop on you while you were in the water? Um, I haven't had any pop. I've fallen in the water like several times. Last year I fell in the water mm, January second, which would be this year, but it was last season, mm-hmm. and um, it was uh, twelve degrees, and I that was at like five thirty six Golly. in the morning, and because uh, shooting light I think was around six thirty. And um, I hunted until 8.30. I told all the guys, because we had a banger hunt the day before, and I knew we were going to have a decent hunt that morning. And I said, I'm going to hunt until I can't feel my toes, yeah. And uh, which was true. I did hunt until I couldn't feel my toes. I just happened to trip over a log. I went and parked my boat, happened to trip over a log that I, on, <laughs> on the way 
back. Oh, yeah. So I walked back to my boat. I'd already made it over to my tree safely. And I remember I had a Gatorade in my boat that I wanted. And so I walked back to my boat, tripped over a log on the way there. And I was like, oh, almost yeah. got me, you know. And then uh, tripped over the same log on the way back because I'm oh, an idiot. Dang. And, um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, some days it's warm enough that you just go, oh, yeah, no big deal if I get wet and stuff. And there are other days like that day where like when I rode out 25 minute boat ride out of there, I was freezing yeah. to death. Like I, I didn't have anything that was dried. It rained a whole lot on new year's and, and all my gloves were wet. So I couldn't grip in the tiller handle on my boat. Yeah. Like my hand was freezing off. All my duck calls had frozen because I took my lanyard off and just set it on the seat of my boat. They'd all frozen to the seat of my boat on, on my hydro turf that supposedly wouldn't freeze. Yeah. And, um, and so you just kind of like roll with the punches on yeah. like that yeah. and stuff. And I got back to the truck and uh, pulled the boat out of the water really quick. And I just wait. I think everybody else hunted for like another two and a half hours or something like that. And uh, literally just sitting there, had my sleeping bag in the truck because I've been sleeping in the truck. Put my sleeping bag on, crank the heat on high, and just wait for all the the feeling to come yeah. back in my yeah. body. And uh, it was a little chilly. Uh, a couple years ago, I fell in and. Um, I fell off the side of the boat, but like the boat wasn't moving. It was like basically like stepping off a curb, like yeah, onto a yeah. street, except just imagine the street wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So you just like, kept going. Yeah. It's like <laughs> the boat was beached. And so I totally assumed that like, I was like, oh, I'll just step out right here. Yeah. And, uh, and I just stepped out and uh, my, uh, my buddy Denver was like, he was like laughing before I even hit the water. Yeah, like, yeah. And, uh, and so I hit the water and, um, and I was just cold that morning and it was 20 degrees that morning too. And uh, it's only like the cold days yeah. where you end up falling in and stuff. And then, um, you know, like I've, I've fallen in plenty of times for that, but those are kind of the most more memorable ones yeah. and stuff. You just, you know, deal with it. Like there are days like this coming Friday when it's going to be in the negatives and yeah. uh, it'll just probably be two of us hunting. And we've already said, you know, Hey, if one of us falls in our, our you know, our hunt's over, like yeah. we're, we're pick, picking everything up. We're going back to the truck because that, you know, you just can't, there are times where you just can't survive past yeah. that, you know, and uh, you won't, you won't make it through that very long in that kind of weather that's wild and so as far as like um the all the different uh flyways how many are there in the united states so um there's pacific flyway which like runs through california central flyway which um you know kind of baited i guess and where it's where it really runs through but like sort of montana north dakota you know up around canada everything's very convoluted so like north dakota is a big breeding ground for ducks or brooding whatever it is that they they actually say and so um the prairie pothole region up there ton of ducks but if you watch like an actual map like there's guys like cohen wildlife labs and stuff where they uh you know track ducks they radio track ducks and stuff you know with that little backpacks and so you can watch how they spread out and they come out from north dakota and they go to the eastern flyway which is you know uh, all up and down the east coast and then they come through the Mississippi Flyway, which obviously runs straight down the Mississippi River. That's what yeah. we hunt in. And then there's the Central Flyway, which kind of runs, you know, uh, Kansas, Oklahoma, you know, kind of like that. that down area to Texas, stuff, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And so um, most, uh, most of the ducks really all originate 
up towards that area, especially mallards. Whenever you know you're looking at them, a lot of guys like to go up to like Saskatchewan and hunt and stuff mm-hmm. there. And uh, and it's it's cool to look at maps like that and just see like where those ducks are going. Yeah. And uh, and like because you'll watch one leave from North Dakota and he'll end up all the way down, you know, in like Baja, California. And yeah. you're like, dang, like that's that's wild. Or, you, yeah. know, you know, you see them around, you know, Houston, Texas, or one go all the way down to Florida and stuff. And you're like, dang, like like why why are you going that far? You know, yeah. why aren't you just coming straight down and going down the Mississippi Flyway? Yeah. You know? Like just stay in your lane so you can get to me yeah. so I can kill you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So. That's why. And uh, yeah, they're interesting to, to watch those things. I love looking. You know, you you get all in on stuff with duck hunting. Whenever you're, you know, you guys like like us, and and you you know appreciate the actual aspect of like what Delta Waterfowl and what Ducks Unlimited does, and like yeah. all these places like Cohen Wildlife Labs and stuff. You can actually see you know what the ducks are doing you you, know, yeah. you care about the migration because we read migration reports every day you yeah know, just to see what's going on see where the ducks are showing up where they're coming from what the numbers look like you know we read those we read river charts you know it's a whole it, yeah. there's a science to all of it and it's just you know it's fun to to be a part of it and get to you know see how it all works yeah that's wild you know it's cool too because it's like just going on the idea of like how different deer hunting is compared to duck hunting like with duck hunting it's like when I first started, I did a bunch of research, learned mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff, which was cool. And then from there, you know, it's like deer are pretty central for where they stay. So yeah. it's like at that point, you just have to learn their pattern. Uh, but with duck hunting, it feels like it's completely different. You know, it's like the same group of ducks or that same whole pack that are coming yeah. through this area may not come back through next year, yeah. which is just wild. So um, I, I don't know for sure that the same ducks are coming back every year, mm-hmm. but there are holes in Arkansas that historically, like there are ducks there every year. Like it's yeah. like programmed in yeah. like ducks. And so like generations, generations yeah. of ducks will come there. Like I've heard before of guys that hunted the same timber hole for years, like generations ago and stuff. And then they tore down that tract of trees and then they ended up putting like a blind there or something, you know, yeah. kind of opened it up and stuff. And the ducks kept coming there every year. Yeah. And it was just like the, you know, the that's same just where they go. Ducks. Yeah. And so like when people are banding ducks, you can see, you know, they'll band a whole group of ducks and then like one duck out of that group will get killed at a blind. And then another duck the next year out of the same group that had been banded two years ago gets killed at the same blind the next year. Oh, and, and you can so, track it from the band. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's like, wild. Like that's interesting. So. That's wild. That's cool, dude. Well, so as far as like dream hunts and stuff like that, I always like to ask our guests like, yeah. what like what's your plans for this year, for the rest of the year, next year? Is there stuff you're really wanting to go do? Man, um, uh, honestly, most of my dream hunts don't revolve around waterfowl hunting, which yeah. is interesting to a lot of people. Whenever I tell them that, yeah, because they're like, man, like you're so big in a duck hunting, like I, I'd be honest with you, I've been on some of the best duck hunt really the best duck hunts that there are guys that in their lifetime will never get to hunt in the Arkansas yeah. public timber or just in, in a, a real timber hole and, and kill, you know, 40 mallards in a day. Yeah. Like it, 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 I've been on hunts like that, that, that you just are like, hey, that's the limit. Like, how, right how do I top this? Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, I don't know how, how this can get any better. Now there are plenty of places I'd love to go hunt at. I'd love to go to Habitat Flats. I'd love to go yeah. to like white Oaks and stuff. Like I'd love to go to all these different places. Cause I want to see how they 
manage things and see how, you know, how are their ducks different from like ducks in the timber, yeah. you know, like there's cool stuff like that. As far as like what I really would like to do, I'd really like to go on an elk hunt, Okay, you know, um, it's just kind of like something I've been wanting to do for yeah. forever or a black bear hunt, just something big game. I really would like to go out West though and draw the mm-hmm. tag and completely do it on public land. That yeah. is like my thing. Like I, I, I enjoy hunting private land, but I would love to go hunt just total BLM land in Montana or Colorado or something. And just, you know, either, you know, maybe get on an antelope or something like that. That's, that's really what I'd like to do in the next couple of years and, uh, and see what I can draw, you know, dream hunts like that, or, or it's tough to really call those dream hunts. I mean, you know, some of the best hunts that, that, you know, are, are, and it's, probably because I hunt so much like mm-hmm. that are dream hunts is like, uh, like I got to take my dad hunting two weeks ago and he's yeah. never really duck hunted and stuff. And so like, that was more of like a dream hunt for me, yeah, you know, yeah. like me and Denver both took our dads and our dads were best friends and yeah. Denver and I are best friends. So it worked yeah. out and stuff, but like, that's more like the dream hunts that we have. Like it's, it's yeah. like, you know, I want to be able to take my dad hunting. And, yeah. and so that, those are kind of like the dream hunts that we end up with. Yeah. That's so, awesome, dude. Yeah. That's cool. So, uh, dude, I appreciate you joining me on this podcast. Too. Oh, yeah. This has been a, good, been a really good time. So I want to go ahead, give, give me your plugs. Tell me where people can contact you. Plug the podcast, please, because I want people <laughs> to listen to it. It's really good, dude. Yeah, so it's the Foulmouth Waterfowl Podcast. Foulmouth, F-O-W-L. Uh, yeah. We named it that because uh, our girlfriends and uh, – or my girlfriend, Denver's wife, said uh, all we talk about is duck hunting. And yeah. so we were like, oh, yeah, Foulmouth. You yeah. Know, that's all we got. Yeah, that's a good and name, so, dude. Uh, so it's the Foulmouth Waterfowl Podcast. It's Apple, Spotify, Anchor. Um, and, uh, probably a couple of others, but those are yeah. our main listening platforms. And then, uh, you can find us on Instagram at the foul mouth podcast, uh, at tailspin waterfowl. I'm on Instagram at Jake S Morton and Denver's on Instagram at duck Denver. So, That's cool, dude. Yeah. He changed his name to duck Denver on Instagram. And I was like, he goes, you should change it to something cool like that. And I was like, well, uh, nothing rhymes with Jake. So yeah. you know, we're just, <laughs> yeah. uh, we're stuck here. Yeah. You know? So if anybody's got a great, uh, you know, suggestion around waterfowl for my Instagram handle, holler at me. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. Well, yeah. cool, man. Appreciate you joining the podcast. Uh, everybody, thank you for listening and, uh, we'll see you on the next one. See y'all later.